Section twenty of A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy by Lawrence Stern. Section twenty. Le Dimanche, Paris it was sunday and when la fleur came in in the morning with my coffee and roll and butter he had got himself so gallantly arrayed i scarce knew him i had covenanted at montreuil to give him a new hat with a silver button and loop and four louis d'or pour s'adoniser when we got to paris and the poor fellow to do him justice had done wonders with it he had bought a bright clean good scarlet coat and a pair of breeches of the same they were not a crown worse he said for the wearing i wished him hanged for telling me they looked so fresh that though i knew the thing could not be done yet i would rather have imposed upon my fancy with thinking i had bought them new for the fellow than that they had come out of the rue de friperie this is a nicety which makes not the heart sore at paris he had purchased moreover a handsome blue satin waistcoat fancifully enough embroidered this was indeed something the worse for the service it had done but twas clean scoured the gold had been touched up and upon the whole was rather showy than otherwise and as the blue was not violent it suited with the coat and breeches very well he had squeezed out of the money moreover a new bag and a solitaire and had insisted with the fripier upon a gold pair of garters to his breeches knees he had purchased muslin ruffles bien brodés with four livres of his own money and a pair of white silk stockings for five more and to top all nature had given him a handsome figure without costing him a sou he entered the room thus set off with his hair dressed in the first style and with a handsome bouquet in his breast in a word there was that look of festivity in everything about him which at once put me in mind it was sunday and by combining both together it instantly struck me that the favour he wished to ask of me the night before was to spend the day as everybody in paris spent it besides i had scarce made the conjecture when la fleur with infinite humility but with a look of trust as if i should not refuse him begged i would grant him the day pour faire le galant vis-à-vis -vis de sa maîtresse now it was the very thing i intended to do myself vis-a-vis -vis madame de r i had retained the remise on purpose for it 
and it would not have mortified my vanity to have had a servant so well dressed as la fleur was to have got up behind it i never could have worse spared him but we must feel not argue in these embarrassments the sons and daughters of service part with liberty but not with nature in their contracts they are flesh and blood and have their little vanities and wishes in the midst of the house of bondage as well as their taskmasters no doubt they have set their self-denials at a price and their expectations are so unreasonable that i would often disappoint them but that their condition puts it so much in my power to do it behold behold i am thy servant disarms me at once of the powers of a master thou shalt go la fleur said i and what mistress la fleur said i canst thou have picked up in so little a time at paris la fleur laid his hand upon his breast and said twas a petite demoiselle at monsieur le comte de bays la fleur had a heart made for society and to speak the truth of him let as few occasions slip him as his master so that somehow or other but how heaven knows he had connected himself with the demoiselle upon the landing of the staircase during the time i was taken up with my passport and as there was time enough for me to win the count to my interest la fleur had contrived to make it do to win the maid to his the family it seems was to be at paris that day and he had made a party with her and two or three more of the count's household upon the boulevards happy people that once a week at least are sure to lay down all your cares together and dance and sing and sport away the weights of grievance which bow down the spirit of other nations to the earth the fragment paris la fleur had left me something to amuse myself with for the day more than i had bargained for or could have entered either into his head or mine he had brought the little print of butter upon a currant leaf and as the morning was warm and he had a good step to bring it he had begged a sheet of waste paper to put betwixt the currant leaf and his hand as that was plate sufficient i bade him lay it upon the table as it was and as i resolved to stay within all day i ordered him to call upon the traiteur to bespeak my dinner and leave me to breakfast by myself when i had finished the butter i threw the currant leaf out of the window and was going to do the same by the waste paper but stopping to read a line first and that drawing me on to a second and third i thought it better worse so i shut the window 
and drawing a chair up to it i sat down to read it it was in the old french of rabelais's time and for aught i know might have been wrote by him it was moreover in a gothic letter and that so faded and gone off by damps and length of time it cost me infinite trouble to make anything of it i threw it down and then wrote a letter to eugenius then i took it up again and embroiled my patience with it afresh and then to cure that i wrote a letter to eliza still it kept hold of me and the difficulty of understanding it increased but the desire i got my dinner and after i had enlightened my mind with a bottle of burgundy i went at it again and after two or three hours poring upon it with almost as deep attention as ever Grutter or Jacob Spon did upon a nonsensical inscription, I thought I made sense of it. But to make sure of it, the best way I imagined was to turn it into English, and see how it would look then. So I went on leisurely, as a trifling man does, sometimes writing a sentence, then taking a turn or two, and then looking how the world went out of the window, so that it was nine o'clock at night before I had done it. I then began and read it as follows. End of section 20 Recording by Martin Geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey